0: This is No Stop Lights with Ken R. Thank you for finding us again. I want to thank our sponsors one more time. Pepsi of Florence, Carolina Bank, Mickey Fins, Marlboro Petty Electric Co-op, Francis Marion University, McLeod Health, McCall Farms, Victor's PLC Commercial. Without these folks, none of this is possible. Without these folks, most of you probably say, well, I mean, We'll contact those people to stop making it possible. We really get, and I mean this sincerely, we appreciate that. I have given a fair warning that the majority of content here is not an extension of the radio show. But at times, I think there's a uh, a exclusivity I can offer. Um, Nikki Haley has had two vice, uh, vice presidents. Nikki Haley has had two lieutenant governors in her life. One is Henry McMaster. The other is yours truly. Um, there's a great drum feel. I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's a guitar riff and a drum feel. So one of the most iconic drum feels in the history of mankind and modern rock and roll is in the air tonight. Well, before Phil Collins knocks us on our on our duff with the drum feel, not a riff, a feel. Keith Richards would be the the riff guy with Satisfaction, but before. Collins does his thing on the drums, extraordinary drum work, mind you. And um, there's a line in the song of the air tonight. Well, I know what you did. Well, I saw what you did. I saw it with my own two eyes. I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty close to exactly what Phil Collins says. Well, I was there, and I saw what you did. There you go. I'm getting it right. Well, I was there, and I saw what you did. I saw it with my own two eyes. Two eyes, and then it goes on to to um to iconic drum feel, not riff drum feel. So I'm thinking about the South Carolina Republican primary, February 24, and I'm thinking about what what expectations there are for the Haley camp, what expectations there are for the Trump camp. Um, and this will be a little bit of an extension of the radio show podcast, but forgive me. Uh, I just think there's some, some some insight we can offer here that a lot of others can't. Um, in the 2010, and I don't have any numbers in front of me, a lot of scribbling, but in the 2010 gubernatorial and lieutenant gubernatorial race, Nikki Haley had about 690-ish thousand votes. She defeated Democrat Vincent Shaheen, yours truly, Um, Had about 735,000 votes. So I beat Nikki by about 45,000 votes. In fact, I think I beat Nikki by a little more than Nikki actually beat uh, Vincent Shaheen. Nikki took her opportunity and is now one of two candidates vying for the Republican nomination uh, for president of the United States. I made a mess. Um, did the best I could to clean it up. Tried to own it. Um, some don't think I owned it enough, but that's the story for another day. But I did the best I could at, at, at you know making you know um, lemon out of lemon or lemonade out of lemon, whatever that whatever that old cliche cliche is. Our, our the trajectory of our political re- careers diverged. One went this way, the other. I mean, I'm cool. I knocked the dust off. I've got a good job. Got good opportunities. I've had a, you know, a, a great last decade or so. But it, it's been talking about politics, not participating in an elected official as a as a politician. So when I think about, well, I was there and I saw what you did. I saw it with my with my own two eyes. I saw candidate Haley struggle with fundraising. I saw candidate Haley struggle with polling. Um, I saw, with my own two eyes, up close and personal, Sarah Palin at the crescendo of the Tea Party endorse candidate Nikki Haley. And the rest, as they say in Paris and Pamplico, no stop lot, uh, was histoire. And she ascended. She made a name for herself in the mainstream Republican Party, not just in, in South Carolina, but all across the country. I don't know how good a governor Nikki was. I was not there long enough. Once again, made a mistake, did the best I knew to own it, and moved on. Um, I don't know. Can't pass judgment. Good governor, bad governor, conservative government, not a conservative government, worked with the General Assembly, didn't work with the General Assembly. It was obvious to me that was Nikki was very ambitious, very motivated, very disciplined, and I knew that there would be other opportunities after she left the governor's mansion and the state house. I just never imagined she'd be a candidate opposing Donald Trump, who appointed her ambassador to the United Nations. So the Republican primary in South Carolina, February 24, to me personally, is not about Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, but rather. Establishment normalcy and unique disruptor. Th- think about, forget Nikki for a second. Think establishment normalcy. I mean, There are a lot of Republican voters who say, I'll never vote tr- for Trump under any circumstance or situation because I want things back to normal. There are others who say, uh, myself included, I mean, I'll raise my hand, that, that I'm an America firster, that believe that this is a moment in American history that requires a unique disruptor. Maybe... And this is where I get a little bit conspiracy theorist, maybe a little bit destabilizing. I mean, I'm thinking about when, when does disruptor become destabilizing? Uh, I don't know. M- maybe we find out. Maybe we don't. But, but the majority of Republican voters, as we sit, are going to choose the unique disruptor over the establishment normalcy because they don't find anything normal about normal. You know, there are a lot of Haley supporters, a lot of Trump detractors, the never Trump Republican. I mean, I talked to a lot of these folks. They're friends of mine, and they're tired of the chaos, tired of the drama, tired of the uh, disruption. They want to get back to normal. The, the only thing I would ask you to consider when you're making a, a determination, I am uh, a supporter of Donald Trump. Make no bones about it. I'll preface any of the commentary to follow by saying that I am a loud and proud Trump supporter. I don't defend everything Trump says. I don't think you can um, I come from a small town where we celebrate humility and dignity and and, you know, uh, decency and, and and, you know, Trump at times is not that. I mean, there's no doubt he's a bombastic, uh, narcissistic, irreverent political figure. But but he's a unique disruptor. And and I want to go back to the 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 establishment normalcy or the unique disruptor and why I believe it's time we continue down the road that we started in 16 of disrupting. The, the political status quo. For those who say, no, nah, I, I want to get back to normal. I mean, it, there, there's something normal about our government, institutional control, um, the institutional orthodoxies that we celebrated that David we, we've adhered to has kept the train on the track at times. We may get a little too conservative. At times, we may get a little too liberal. But at the end of the day, the trains kind of sort of run on time. I respect that. I mean I understand that. I'm a bit sympathetic to that if I felt these were normal times. And and I'm talking about let, let's let's think about where we are today. If you don't like Trump because he's a unique disruptor and you and you rather like Haley because you, you want things to be normal. What is normal about let's just let's come up with three or four examples. What is normal about? Telling an American citizen that you can't fly on this plane, you can't work at this job if you don't take this medication that didn't exist a year ago. I mean, what, what's normal about that? I, I'm not a vaccine denier. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. Pfizer has paid the media to be, uh, you know, some of that I believe, some of that I don't believe. But but what is normal about that? What is normal about an American citizen being told that we've we've got this this health hazard? And as a result of that, you can't work your job unless you take a medication that didn't exist less than a year ago. There's nothing normal about that. What's normal about, uh, but that, that's a reality. I mean, we lived that what we're living today. People say, oh, that's crazy. That's nonsense. No, it's not crazy. And it's not nonsense. We live in a world today, and in an America today, where a lot of the power brokers and elected officials believe it's okay. If you don't believe it, check some of the state governments, say, check some of the blue state legislators. And I want I don't want to be partisan. I'm talking about normal. We're talking about a Republican primary. What is normal about allowing a minor child to enter into a medical contract to have their genitalia mutilated without parental consent. What's normal about? What's normal about the auto industry being incentivized to build cars that by now is pretty obvious people don't want? There's There's nothing normal about that. What's normal about a presidential candidate on a debate stage saying we're going to emit zero carbon by the year 2035? We're going to decarbonize the largest economy man has ever known by not burning fossil fuels, and we're doing it by 2035, when burning fossil fuels has lifted, improved the lives of more people on this planet than any innovation in the history of mankind. Give me another innovation. I guess fire. But but that's kind of refining petroleum, refining oil into petroleum, petroleum powers, an economy. So we're going to stop burning fossil fuels in, what, 11 years When fossil fuels, once again, have improved the lives of billions of people around this world, what's normal about that? There's nothing normal about that. So when the argument is I'm not voting for Trump, I'm not supporting Trump because I want things to get back to normal, I'm for that. Let's get back to normal routines of government. Let's get back to passing bills. Let's get back to to voting on budgets. Let's get back to no continuing resolutions, no omnibus bills. Let's get back to normal. But if you're a Haley supporter, I respect that. If you're a Biden supporter, I respect that. If you want Michelle Obama to run for office, I respect that. But stop selling this nonsense that that America is in a very normal place and Trump is this unique disruptor that will unsettle the normalcy that must exist for a constitutional republic to maintain its um, its legitimacy in self-government.